Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. I started a new sport in August of this year, this year, 2021. We're now in 2022, but you know, 2021. And this school year, we'll call it that. Growing up, I mostly played soccer, did some running, occasionally played volleyball, and was relegated to the sidelines for commentary when it came to basketball. This August, however, I started learning Taekwondo. My brother has a black belt in Taekwondo, and one of my friends is an instructor at a nearby school. I went for a visit and I loved it. In the summer, I'm actually traveling to Korea for a competition. One in which I fully expect to, like, cry, as I don't feel ready yet, but it will be a good experience nonetheless, and I will do my best, crying or no crying. My experience with Taekwondo has introduced me to not only a new sport, but also a new philosophy and a new community, and I absolutely love it. In fact, a friend from Taekwondo suggested I do an episode for this podcast on the martial art. So in honor of this request, and to express my gratitude for both the martial art and all the wonderful people I've met and been able to associate with through Taekwondo, it's time for a little bit of gratitude. Taekwondo is a martial art, and it is actually the national martial art of Korea. Taekwondo involves kicks and punching. A lot of focus is on kicking, which worked well for me in the beginning, because it translated my soccer skills over to kicking very easily for a time until flexibility was required, which is not, as of now, my strong point. Just a lot of pain. Lots and lots of pain. But I digress. Taekwondo means the art or way of kicking or punching. The term was made by Che Hong-hee in 1955. Taekwondo itself was a martial art developed following World War II and Japanese occupation of Korea. Those who created this martial art had backgrounds in both Chinese and Japanese martial arts such as karate, as well as backgrounds in fighting styles originating in Korea such as Taekyeon, Kwonbok, and Subak. These indigenous forms of fighting had largely been forgotten and moved to the background during the Japanese occupation and oppression of Korean culture. There is conversation over the purity of Taekwondo as a Korean martial art, with or without influence from martial arts from other countries, such as Japan or China. According to the findings by An Jong Dok, Hong Suk Ho, and Park Yong Gil, in their article, The Historical and Cultural Identity of Taekwondo as a Traditional Martial Art, published in the International Journal of the History of Sport in 2009, quote, There are two conclusions. First, Taekwondo is a fusion of several different sources. Second, Taekwondo is essentially a martial art that focuses on foot skills, and this distinguishes it from Japan's karate and China's wushu, which are primarily based on hand skills. The fact that all terms are rendered into pure Korean words shows the essence of Korean localization. Thus, Taekwondo incorporates a distinct identity as a Korean martial art. Close quote. You do indeed learn a number of Korean terms while studying Taekwondo. Although I will say that they are not the same words as you learn from K-dramas. Not quite as many declarations of love and shouts of sarange or oppa or nura while at the dojing. Although I definitely exclaim in aigo and chincha a lot. Which basically I've just added it to my German repertoire of exclamations as well, including mensch, mensch and kinder, aigo, chincha, now they're all one. Subak, one of the aforementioned influential martial arts for Taekwondo, had actually been in use since 50 BC. At this time, Korea was divided into the Shilla Kingdom, Pekche Kingdom, and the Goguryeo Kingdom. At this time, Taekyeon, which was also called Subak, was used by the Goguryeo Kingdom, who taught it to warriors from the Shilla Kingdom called the Horang. 
It was the Horong who popularized the Subak martial art. Paintings of Subak can be found on the ceilings of a royal tomb from the Korguryo dynasty, which show techniques similar to today's Taekwondo. Shela was often attacked by Japanese pirates, which led to the development of the Horong. According to WorldTaekwondo.com and the article by Glenn R. Morris entitled The History of Taekwondo, quote, The Horong set up a military academy for the sons of royalty in Silla called Horong-do, which means the way of flowering manhood. The Horong studied Taekyon, history, Confucian philosophy, ethics, Buddhist morality, and military tactics. The guiding principles of the Horong warriors were loyalty, filial duty, trustworthiness, valor, and justice. The makeup of the Horong-do education was based on the five codes of human conduct written by a Buddhist scholar, fundamental education, Taekyon, and social skills. Taekyon was spread throughout Korea because the Horong traveled around the peninsula to learn about the other regions and people. Close quote. Subak was first taught to the general public during the Yi dynasty, which lasted from 1397 to 1907. Later, however, teachings of the martial art fell out of popularity as civil discourse became the more preferred method of resolving conflicts. Subak therefore changed to a means for more of a physical exercise, like keeping in shape. This changed, however, when in 1909, Japan occupied Korea for the next 36 years, during which time they instigated repression of Korean culture, which included burning of books, forbidding of the Korean language, and military practices. During this time, some Koreans gathered together to form an underground group to practice subak. To quote Morris again, these practices were often held in, quote, remote Buddhist temples, close quote. By 1943, both judo and karate had been introduced to Korea, and by the time the country was liberated in 1945, there were different kinds of subak being practiced. Which brings us to the creation, or unification, well, almost, we'll get to that in a moment, of modern taekwondo. In 1952, then-South Korean president, Syngman Rhee, witnessed a martial arts display from the 29th Infantry Division made by Che Hong-hee and Nam Tae-hee and mistook the performance for a display of traditional taekyon. From this display, he wanted a unified martial arts for the army. So later in 1955, leaders of the different schools, or kwans, of martial arts around the country discussed the matter with the objective of fulfilling the president's request and creating a Korean martial art that was unified. In 1959, the Korea Taekwondo Association was established. It was also in this same year that the name Taekwondo was officially recognized by the nine original Kwans. These nine Kwans still exist and operate as, to quote Wikipedia here, independent fraternal membership organizations that support the World Taekwondo and Kukiwon, close quote. Initially, General Che advocated for all other Kwans to adopt his particular style of Taekwondo but received some pushback as the other Kwans preferred a style of Taekwondo that incorporated input from all other Kwans as a further show of unity and the actual practice of unifying the culture and styles of the different Kwans. Due to this argument, as well as disagreements surrounding the conversation about teaching a unified Taekwondo in North Korea, as well in an effort to unify the peninsula, General Choi broke off from the KTA in 1966 and formed his own association, the International Taekwondo Federation, or ITF, with his own style of Taekwondo in Canada. Initially, the president of South Korea gave General Che some support, but later withdrew government support as Che looked for support for ITF from all quarters, including North Korea. In fact, Taekwondo has often played a role in politics, or at least has had some political charge. 
Rather like the Korean wave with K-pop and K-dramas, which I will one day totally do an episode on, I promise, this cultural soft power of Taekwondo has proved effective in diplomacy and maneuverability over the years. Key in this development as a soft power were the applications of diplomacy rooted in Taekwondo, according to an article in the International Journal of the History of Sports entitled Taekwondo and Peace, How a Killing Art Became a Soft Diplomacy Vehicle for Peace, close quote. This is by John A. Johnson and was published in 2019. But back to Che. Che later retired in 2001, at which point ITF split into three in 2002. Earlier, in 1990, the Global Taekwondo Federation also broke off from ITF because of a political controversy, although all the branches that have broken off still practice an ITF style of Taekwondo. Between ITF and WTF, which is World Taekwondo Federation, there are still several unique styles of Taekwondo, and each dojang, or school, also has its own take. The American Taekwondo Association was established in 1969 in Omaha, Nebraska, by Hang Ung Lee. When it comes to Taekwondo, one of the most recognizable names you will hear is Kukiwon. Kukiwon was established by the KTA and the Korean Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism in 1972. It is the National Academy for Taekwondo, a unified style of Taekwondo supported by the government. The next year, in 1973, both the KTA and Kukiwon supported the creation of the World Taekwondo Federation, which we mentioned earlier. This was later renamed World Taekwondo in 2017. Because of this support from the government, Kukiwon-style Taekwondo is sometimes called WT-style Taekwondo, or sports-style, or even Olympic-style Taekwondo. Taekwondo debuted in 2000 in Australia as an official Olympic sport. Prior to this, however, Taekwondo had been given permissions for a special demonstration at the Olympics in Seoul in 1988, and later in the 92 Olympics in Spain. Taekwondo is one of three Asian martial arts included in the Olympics, the others being Judo and Karate. Taekwondo emphasizes fast kicks, spinning, and jumping kicks, a narrower stance, and high kicks, including kicks to the head. Che Hong-hee also had a specific theory of power that was implemented into the theory of Taekwondo. In particular, the notion that speed is more important than size when creating power. Che's theory draws from biomechanics, Chinese martial arts, and Newtonian physics, such as classical mechanics. Che also advocated for a relax strike method. I am not good at this one yet. The method includes relaxing between blocks, kicks, and punches. This method is believed to preserve your energy. Che also introduced a sine wave technique that includes raising your center of gravity in between completion of techniques or actions. This method is only practiced in ITF schools and styles, however, whereas Kukiwan style Taekwondo calls for a level stance or the same height throughout the relax and strike techniques and positions through these stances. Most of the power for Kukiwan style also comes from the hips. There are a number of different theories of power in Taekwondo as well. A few of these include reaction force, breathing, speed, mass, and equilibrium, as well as concentration. In Taekwondo, there are a wide variety of skills, among which are included breaking skills, sparring, forms, self-defense, meditation, ethics, and moral codes, and more. The five tenets of Taekwondo include courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit. This harkens back to the Horong. Progress in Taekwondo is represented in different belt colors. In order to become a master of Taekwondo, one must achieve a sixth degree black belt and be invited. A grand master requires a ninth degree black belt, 
with years of training, as many as 30 years, and an astonishing level of expertise. Speaking of progressive, Taekwondo was one of the first martial arts available to and inclusive of women. These days, in over 188 countries, over 70 million people around the world practice Taekwondo, including Chuck Norris of Walker, Texas Ranger fame. He originally practiced Hwang Ki's Mu Duk Kwan style and later made his own style, Chun Kuk Do. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jackie Chan have also used Taekwondo in their films. As for my own experience, I have found it an excellent source of exercise, of self-discipline, and learning to overcome my own limits, many of which are flexibility and my inability to pivot my hips like I need to. But there is progress, so there is hope. This is a martial art and a form of self-defense and protection that I have thoroughly enjoyed and that has made my life significantly better. And I am so grateful for it and I look forward to learning more about the camaraderie of a global sport come the summertime. And maybe I'll do a follow-up and we'll have to touch base and I can let you know how it went and let you know how much I cried. (laughs) Hopefully very little. But for all of these reasons and more, For the millions of people all over the world who enjoy this martial art and this sport, I am very grateful for Taekwondo and for its special place in my heart and for the important piece of history and cultural identity that it is for Korea. And then it just also looks pretty sick. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. (laughs) 